What would happen if we refused to ensure the dog stripped the plastic from our cucumbers while still at the till, tore down the walls of fear that surround us? What would happen if we focused on what unites us over what divides us? Find out in today's episode of 10. A very tofu-like monk. Beyond the bubbles of complacency, ten ideas to defrag mind and body. Welcome to this month's episode in which we delve into what fragments us into little bits, petty pieces fighting over the crumbs under the table of... And what all of this has to do with Tai Chi? Why do you practice the things you do? just as easy be fly fishing, tornado chasing or porridge tasting. Over the years of my practice, students have told me that they practice Tai Chi for martial, health, spiritual or meditative reasons. It's normally one or a combination of these. Rarely does anyone turn up and say the class was recommended by a zoologist or a hang glider. But that's not to say it doesn't happen. Anyway, So most come along wanting to get tougher, to get healthier, to get more relaxed, or to get more connected to the universe. But I've recently been scratching away at the surface of these answers, and lo and behold, I think I've found what lies below. You see... You may practice Tai Chi as a martial art, but the ultimate aim is to feel more secure in yourself, more confident, less afraid. You want to feel less frightened of the things, the people, the situations you cannot control. You may practice Tai Chi as a health art, for you may wish to live with less pain, less discomfort, worry less, and in so doing become less frightened of losing control, losing control over your body and the inevitable gradual decomposition of what we are told is us. What's not to be afraid about that? You may practice Tai Chi as a spiritual art to make sense of where you came from, where you are now, where you are going. You wish more than anything to understand that which appears beyond our understanding, to come to terms with the great unknown void into which we are all destined to leap. And traditionally, I say traditionally, but actually the debate continues apace in the world of Tai Chi, your answer determines the sort of Tai Chi class or instructor you sort out and consequently the type of Tai Chi you practice today. You see yourself as a boxer, a bean curd boxer, a healer, a community health officer, or a priest. 
but beneath these aspirations it is clear something far more interesting goes on. What's on the surface divides us, fragments us and pushes us into silly camps with fortifications and dialects unique to each encampment. Yet below lies very simple concepts about fear, security and relationships, concepts that underlie our practice irrespective of the reasons we tell each other, irrespective of the strap lines we use, irrespective of the postures we adopt when confronting those challenges in life for which we believe we have been trained. So why would fear lie beneath the street upon which we walked, rumbling and grumbling at our feet? Why is fear lurking behind the curtain, deep in the shadows of the night, slipping out during those early hours in which you lie awake, tiptoeing across the floor to whisper to your restless mind? Remember, ultimately, you are alone, vulnerable, exposed, and the world out there is nasty, brutish and short. Stay safe, protect yourself and your loved ones. Buy an insurance plan. Well, maybe not in those words exactly, but you get my drift. So when you wake up, should you have slept, that is, through all those restless moments, you leap out of bed and announce to yourself, you know what? I need protection. And guess what? Fortunately, you live in just the right sort of society that you can get exactly that. Have you noticed that? We live in a society that likes to sell us things. In fact, society is built around doing just that. It lives to sell us stuff. In fact, what it loves to do more than just sell us something is to sell us the same thing again and again. Stuff that promises to reduce the fear quota temporarily at least, to diminish our insecurities, our anxieties, our appetites, promises of repayment, promises of retribution, promises of an afterlife. Stuff we could not possibly do ourselves, stuff we need to pay for, products, services, expert advice. But what happens if we realise that maybe, just maybe, we don't need to feel so afraid Maybe, just maybe, we don't need the stuff that we're told we must have. Would we live in a less secure life or would we just live a life with less anxiety, a less wasteful life? For instead of giving away our few resources to build walls to conceal our fears, we could use those resources in other ways. Can you see where I'm going with all of this? Can we strip away the complicated to find the simple? These aren't just my questions. Every social commentator and philosopher has asked the same questions throughout history. But in these days, when everything's been reduced to that of a commodity, a purchase, a service or an app, never before have the questions been so important. What would happen if we refused to insure the dog? The China tea set. What would happen if we said, nah, I can't wait for a global agreement. Our oceans, the fish and our stomachs have reached a threshold. No more microplastics in our diets, please. What would happen if we stripped the plastic from the supermarket cucumber and left it on the counter? What would happen if instead of building a wall, those bricks were used for building houses? What would happen if we hammered those swords into ploughs? What would happen if we stopped being afraid of each other and instead 
saw all the different ways in which we can enrich, aid, assist and help. What if we wasted less and nurtured more? We wasted fewer words. We spoke directly without judgment. We learned to listen first. We posed questions rather than imposed solutions. We used words that opened up a dialogue rather than closed it down. What if we focused on that which united us over that which divided us? We spoke less. What if there were less podcasts? And those that we did download were shorter. Well, we can. It's not too difficult for Tai Chi teachers a lot about wastage. Wasteless effort. Learn to yield rather than exert influence or dominance. Wasteless time to see every moment as unique and valuable. Waste no opportunity to connect with each other as friends or strangers. Tai Chi exercises are centred around helping each other, not competing with one another. For we know from experience that wasting less means we have the resources to become more generous. We have more to give away. Now you may be saying at this point, hmm, yes, well, that's all very well, but how do you do that practically? For these are just empty words. How do you operate on a day-to-day level? Well, that's the subject of part two in this series of Don't Die in Shackles, in which we look at Mencius, the unpredictability of life and learning to stand beyond the shadow of the falling wall. Part two comes next month on the 10th and find out how to put all of this into practice. Next month, another theme, another approach, and who knows, another person altogether. Make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time and attention. Got something to say? You know where to find me.